Nah, no, not that. So if you know somebody in here, <laughs> we'll stick the podcast up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Take the merch. Yeah, you go right in my bag real quick. Yeah. No, they're not gonna do that. Listen, <laughs> 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 that would be lit though. They'll enter. That nigga came in to come get some IDP. Said, "Give me all the fucking IDP that's in here right now." Sure, you can have it all, sir. Yeah. <laughs> You can't go nowhere. <laughs> Where are you gonna go? You can't leave here. I went one. I went one of them purge houses where I pressed the button, and the whole house just shut the fuck down. <laughs> oh yeah, the, the whole house is a quiet room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need one of those. <laughs> you press that button, windows <laughs> got shingles on it. It's a wrap. So, uh, like security, like that. Do you think Elon Musk, his crib is just yeah high tech where yeah. you need cars to get in the kitchen but i think he's gonna be one of the first ones to die yeah. from his invention he's not doing them on himself though he's smart no nah, he got that shit in his house hmm. oh so you mean like a bot mm-hmm. what the fuck's gonna fold on that, that 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 little fine little bot that he got at the crib she's gonna chuck the shit out of him in his sleep <laughs> <laughs> he said a little fine bot because i know he got he got the prototype and everything that shit cool or, what's going on or good good or he gonna fake his death Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. He probably already. That's not you even know him. what? Yeah. It's not even him. He's going to fake his death and be in an underground <laughs> tunnel. In in Denver. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be somewhere cold. That's that's where, that's where it got to be. Well, I mean, Denver got underground tunnel for sure. Yeah, he going to be yeah. in there. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Out there in, this in the West. <laughs> Was them gunshots? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I wonder what uh, they're going to do with Ja. Ja cooked. Yeah, he cooked. Yeah, ja cooked. Now, did he really say that that was, was a, toy a, fa- gun? a toy gun? He's a fucking idiot. That's why they keep doing it was more a, shit. It was a BB gun. He's an idiot. That's what he's going to say next. Who does that? He's going to deal with Brooks himself. With- but I ain't going to lie. That's the culture now. Everybody want to be a tough guy. Oh, they that's do. the problem. They yeah, do. Everybody want to be a tough guy. It's been that though. Yeah. Just now, it's actually like I could pull out my it's, phone and show you how tough I am. Yeah. Well, like, it's, it's, I'm gonna get on the internet, show mm-hmm. how tough I am. Yeah. What up? Mm-hmm. Like hip hop's the gift and the curse, right? Mm-hmm. It's like it can communicate a message through the masses, and it can make people, you know, resonate with something that they didn't even know existed outside of themselves. Mm-hmm. And at the same time. In the golden era, we were like, hey, this needs to be official. It needs to be real. Mm-hmm. People wasn't keeping it real. Yeah. So now, fast Everything forward to what we're talking about, they're keeping it real and showing you that they keep it so real. So is it our mm-hmm. fault that like we demanded that you need to be yes. what you rap? It is. It's our fault. And it's our it's, it's our fault for not teaching better. It's also yeah. a part of our culture. Yeah, mm-hmm. Violence is a part of our culture. If, if you look at the movies that you like, them, them gangster movies. And then you and gotta I'm listen to the music. I'm all the music about it. Itself the music, now. Yeah, yeah, the music itself now. I mean, I remember when it used to be like, uh, you know, the violence, you know, the, the, the cursing was just a shock. That's done. Oh, no. That's man. done. Everything's hypersexualized. Yeah, Everything's 
Everything's just super, every Uber, or, everything. Or now if I want to get into it with you, I'm going to make a YouTube video. Yeah, uh, then you're going to make one back. Now we into it. Yeah. And I'll see you. And everybody into it. I was just going to say, you know how it is when a crowd gets involved. You got that one cousin, get a spark, and he right in the comments. You got to, you got you to, gotta, <laughs> you got to defend yourself. Yeah, you got to. You know to. what I mean? Now you're in a situation where you see, have to do something because to. now the eyes have amplified the situation. I work, I work in, with Illinois Department of Juvenile Justice. So I work with all the youth in the inner city of Chicago. And so like having conversation with them, like that's the culture now. Everybody is tough. Mm-hmm. So we used to be homies. Now we not homies. Hmm. Now you, you rapping about me. I'm rapping about you. Now we into it. Like I got a decision to make when I see you. Hmm. I got a tough decision to make because if I don't make it, then everybody that's behind me gonna question me. Yeah. So now I'll shoot you or something. I'll do something to you. Now I go down. Y'all not behind me. So it's kind of like, you know, when you put yourself into, you know, the raps, it's kind of like, I got to make a decision. That's just how they live these days. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you're right in the middle of a, a very intense situation. You said Chicago juvenile. Yep. That That is... That's right in the middle of it. That's the heart of it. That's pretty much as serious as it gets when we're talking about issues, inner city. Violence. Yeah, he around here, around little kid got the body on him. Mm-hmm. He already got a body. Yeah. He already yeah. got one. So before we get into all that, it would be an injustice uh-huh. if we don't introduce this man. Uh-huh. He's a man of many things. Uh-huh. He, now, he's a multiple record holder in track and field. Mm-hmm. He's a multiple time state champion. You heard him about talking about his work. So you know he's a college graduate too, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Just recently inducted into the Springfield Sports Hall of Fame. That's lit. And I would be remiss to say if he didn't go into the Hall of Fame with his father. That's something else too. That's another stat that y'all can't achieve. Mm-hmm. And he's the vice president of the Peace Runners 773. We like to welcome Major Clay to the podcast. What's up, y'all? Hey, What's going on, fire. man? That. That going on? Man, thank y'all for having me, like for sure. That. I like that intro. Yeah, that was fire. That was, that was <laughs> fire. That was, that was fire. I ain't gonna lie. That was fire. Hey, you I, got you. I, I damn near got you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how does that feel to hear that come, you know, what you've accomplished come back to be read back to you? I'm like a very humble person. Uh, just to hear that, you know, it's, uh, I, I'll take it all in, but I know I got more work to do. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to stop there. Like, you know, I applaud it. Thank you. I appreciate it. But I'm just, I'm just me. I'm just regular. I'm just normal. So, so where did it start? What, what, uh, <clears throat> so you're from Springfield, right? Yes, sir. I'm from Springfield, Illinois. What middle school did you go to? I went to Jefferson Middle School. Yes, sir. Jaguar? Jaguar for life. Mm. So people know you for sure about basketball, track and field. What were you doing in middle school? Middle school, I did track and basketball. Uh, So I started track in sixth grade. Like when I started, I was a runner. And so I just wanted to run only. I wanted to do 100, 200, 300, 400, whatever the race was. I walked into the gym with the eighth graders. Uh, They were practicing a high jump. And so I seen them like doing backflips. I love flipping at the time. And so, like, the coach at the time, Mr. Vanderslick, he was the science teacher. He was like, Major, come here real quick. So I was like, all right, what's up? He said, man, I want you to try high jump. So at first I was going off of two feet. He said, try it off of one. 
So at that point, you know, the eighth graders, they started getting competitive, real competitive, because yeah. the bar kept going up. So it got to like five foot. I cleared it, could nobody else clear it. So he said, you know what? He said, you and high jump the next meet. From there it was on. <laughs> Damn. That's smooth. So which one was your first love? Was it hoop or was it track? It was tough. Uh, like I didn't make a decision that track was going to be in my primary sport until about the 10th grade, the summer 10th grade, when I had got fifth at state. And so I used to play at AAU basketball. And from that point, I was like, uh, you know, I kind of got a different chance in track. You know, track might be my strongest sport. I love hoop, but track will be my strong point. But normally, uh, track is normally like, that's where all the best athletes really are, though, ain't it? Like, normally, because, like, coaches normally like, hey, damn, he running fast. I wonder if he can run fast with the basketball. <laughs> I would think so. He got more run fast with that football. So <laughs> I mean, no funny stuff, but at the highest level, look at the professional athletes, uh, their physiques in track and yeah, field yeah. as opposed to, you know, other sports. Yeah, that's true. They they in shape. The they college, are. college running backs, they, they're sprinters in, in college also. Yep. It's funny because uh, Drake went to, Drake is a track guy. Iguodala. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And he wasn't and probably isn't the best basketball player, but he's an athlete. He's an athlete. You know what I'm saying? So you could you could work that into it. You know, um, I went to school with James Ballard, who was a, a high jumper. That's one of my greatest mentors right there. And he, uh, it, high, high jump is something else, man. He's a 2.30 meters guy, seven six and a half at Arkansas. Like is. that was my mentor. Like every time I come home, he would train me. Mm -hmm. And so he stayed in my ear. Whenever I had a problem, I would call James on the phone and be like, Hey James, you know, I need your help or something. Like I would come home and work out with him in the summer. Yeah, he uh he, he's he's really good for that, giving back to the youth. Um, isn't he he's coaching in Southeast yeah, right now? Yeah, coaching in Southeast right now. Mm -hmm. Great guy. Yeah. Coach Jeff, Coach James Ballard, shout out. What's the what's the workout like as far as doing is there is there like set kind of training that you do for high jumps? Yeah, it is. It's a lot of plyometrics, a lot of hill running, uh, a lot of sprints. Uh, some days you do like middle distance, but for the most part, like short bursts of speed and mm -hmm. plyometrics. That short burst is important. Yes, it is. It is. That getting up off there. <laughs> <laughs> That's very important. You got a favorite, you got a favorite, like favorite runner of all time? I would probably say my favorite runner that I seen was probably Jeff Demps. I seen him uh, run indoor Florida. I think it was Florida. I think it was Florida State, Florida, Florida University. One of them. I seen him run the sixty indoor. And I want to say he went like six six, like six six six. Like and it, I was like, man, this was at indoor nationals. Hmm. Lord. I would say uh, I coached cross country, coached basketball, coached track. Um, when you watch different sports and watch people excelling in them, track is different because there's the competition individual, but you're watching, I mean, there's a whole science and a story to the race from beginning to end. Mm -hmm. There's, you know, where basketball, he might get crossed and he's scored on or you get dunked on. But when you watch somebody run and then someone lose the momentum or someone pace themselves and then use their, you know, what they're, what they're training on, Watch, watching it play they, out. They form, just play out at the end. Like, ooh. Like, I, I watch track and field, and I watch it with my son, and he gets a little bored, but I'm like, watch this race, son. You know, there's so much beauty yeah, in it. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's 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 crazy. And then some of those races tell the story of life. Ooh. We we all starting together. Ooh. I might get to the finish before you do, 
but we all crossing the finish line. There that goes too. When you see people who even get injured and the, the there's the competitiveness, but then there's also the admiration for your competitor because I know what you go through because I go through the same, same thing, thing to get to this point. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's I mean it's it's like you said, it's it's a life story right there, man. And I realized track was mental because I ran track. I didn't run like serious. It was like a summer summer thing they had. I think I ran the one I ran the one hundred, I think. And I remember taking off. And I just looked at everybody running in front of me. I'm like, hold on. I remember turning around and I remember my coach yelling. He was like, he said, don't look back. He said, keep running. And as I ran, I was I was discouraged. I was hurt. I was like, damn, I'm not that fast. But once I crossed, like, the dude that won, I'll never forget, he came and he was like, bro, you good, bro. Keep running. It was like, damn, like, I need to stay focused. Like, all right, cool. Because, like, even he didn't. Like, cause he could easily like, mm, I'm slow ass, man. What the fuck is you doing out here? <laughs> he still was like, it's it's love. Like, like you said, we all cross still type shit. You gotta stay focused though, cause it's kind of like iron sharpens iron. So I'm yeah. gonna take you back to, I guess your tenth grade school you went to, Lanfear, a rich school with athletes, right? So there's when you're going into the gym, you see all the numbers and you see these records on the board. Did that in? Did that? In, did you have any idea that you were just going to break some of these? Or I, did you just was doing your thing and numbers happen? I was doing my thing. Like, I want to say it was probably Eastern Illinois my sophomore year, like indoor. Like, I had beat, like, guys that were state placers the year before. And so then I was like, you know, there's no ceiling. Mm. Like, you know, like, let me lock in. Let me train some more. Like, he spoke Andre Iguodala. I think he came to the meet. When I was about to break his meet record, this when he was his rookie year in Philadelphia. And so he was like, man, Major, I heard that, you know, you nastily ranked. And so I was like, yeah, I am. He said, I seen you just beat my record. I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. He said, I heard that you want to go to the Golden West, the Adidas Golden West invite in California. I was like, yeah, I do. He said, you know what? You know what I'm going to do for you? He's like, you know, I'm going to pay for that. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to put you and your mom on a plane ride. Y'all go to Sacramento. He said, the only thing I'm requiring you is to bring back a medal. So when I went to the Golden West invite, the Adidas National, I brought back a silver trophy. I brought back a second place medal. That is, speak on that experience. That experience was everything because it put me on the platform to where like, not only being seen by uh, the schools that's in the state, it put me on the nationwide platform. So when I was put on that platform, like every day at the school, I had a new letter, new letter, new letter. Mm. And so I was filling out applications, applications, applications. And so everybody started noticing. You got coaches pulling up to the meets, coaches steady calling, you got recruiters steady calling. You know, so it was a whole process. But that platform, we got to put each other on that platform. We got to have somebody put us on that platform. And like to this day, I still thank him and his family for even, you know, putting me on that plateau. Absolutely, and that's that's you know that's what their family that, that family does. That cosign with your ability and, and recognizing that, knowing that you needed that. So, where is your mind state at this point? Once Andre approaches you, and now you know you're definitely going out. Oh, it's it's over with. Like I started locking into my training, like uh, eating differently. Like my habits was totally different. Like I go to sleep early at night, wake up early in the morning. This is high so, school, right? This is high school. Like yeah. my mom put me on that regimen too. I used to be in bed. At, everybody know me. I go to bed at eight thirty, nine o'clock, mm-hmm. and I be up at six o'clock in the morning so I could be at school on time. And when you see me at school, I'm full throttle. I'm already ready to go. Like what's up? And then I'm at practice with a lot of energy. Like let's go. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking of something while you was talking. Um, we talking about these records, and um, this is a short window from when you started running track to 
high school. High school is when these records were broken, right? Right. That's four years. True. I mean, that's a lot of lot. You're talking about, we're talking about a high school student, a high school young man going to bed early, getting up early, locking in at practice, going to school, ready at school. Those habits are why you are where you are. True. Because this isn't something that, you know, I'm staying up late, doing a little homework, watching some hoop. You know, um, uh, when I was going to school, the basketball game, I wanted to see it came on late. It was a West Coast game. So it, it did. And I played sports. But the lock in, what you're talking about, the cosign, the lock in, the seeing the opportunity. You, I mean, that four year window was short. And you took advantage of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I gave the short intro, but that that mentality is why you get that intro. Yeah. You know, that's why you get those accolades mm-hmm. because of the dedication. We've had a couple of our last guests speaking on that. You know what I mean? Hard work versus just having talent. Mm-hmm. But when you combine talent with hard work, yeah, that's hard to beat. Yeah. You say no ceiling? Yeah. No ceiling. No ceiling. That's when you start breaking records and that's when you start changing lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you started breaking records, did you... Did you, I won't say let up, but did you like get like, you know what? Maybe I don't got to eat a specific way or was it still like, no, we going to keep. No, it was like, we going to keep pushing. Like this, this ain't enough. Like, like I wanted to get out of Springfield and I knew that I didn't want my parents to pay for college, like Mm -hmm. at all. Like I knew I had that talent. So I I need to put forth that effort. I knew that was going to be my currency, my way out of Springfield. And so like when I got to school, like my fear of failure, my fear of failure was coming back to Springfield because when I know when I come back to Springfield, it, it was a dead end at that time. Yeah. What am I going to do am I gonna, when I yeah. come home? Yeah. And I don't even have a college degree. What am I going to do? Yeah. Yeah. I got I to gotta go all in, foot on the gas. He read the story. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that play out that way. Mm-hmm. It is. It's very easy to play out that way. Easily. <laughs> easily. I mean, you know, you go to school, the first thing you're waiting to do is that break to come home. Yeah. Thanksgiving, what we going to do? Kick it where? With who? Yeah. Focus. Yeah. Focus, focus. That you, you ain't gonna get where you're going without focus. Did 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 your uh training in high school, did it affect your relationships throughout high school? Cause you know high school, that's when we all started. No, I still I still have my relationship. <laughs> Trust me, I mean, I maintained all my relationship now. I, I ain't gonna sit here in front now. <laughs> I ain't gonna say I was an angel, but you know, I <laughs> so, so that means so that mean whenever you wasn't, let's say, if you was out by a certain time you need to get home, did you just run real fast to the house? I ran real fast to that car. <laughs> <laughs> Said, man, I'm three blocks, I need to be home in three. Years, and I'm gone. <laughs> hey, when, when you said uh, you said you got on that national stage and you uh you got you got national ranking, then you started to see your yourself compared to. Mm-hmm. That kind of reminds me of when uh, when Kobe was in high school and he said, you know, once I started seeing where I was ranked with these other guys, I started making my list and saying, I'm going to take this dude down, mm-hmm. that dude down. Now, who different than track, 
I could average 29 over here. He could average 30 over there. These numbers are what matter. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, them, them numbers, mm-hmm. that's that's the, that's a true comparison. Your time versus my time right. is what they're looking at. Um, so when, 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 when he did that, you know, it just let me know that he was, like you said, locked in, and I'm making my mark on where I need yeah, to go. Yeah, I got to study my competitors. And so when I got to the national stage, it's like, I know who you are. I was like, oh, I don't know you. Now you being looked at. But uh, at. we can get it in, though. Yeah. 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 <laughs> when we throw these spikes on, we ain't going to be friends then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. we on this field, it's over yeah. <laughs> did you did you with. Uh, did you have a rival runner? Someone you was like, if we cross paths again. Yeah, or, I, I did. Or rival jumper. Rival jumper. Or a jumper, my bad. Yeah. His name was Eric Thompson, here in Illinois. We met up at the Collinsville Invite. We was ranked top five in the nation our senior year. He went 7-2 that meet. I went seven foot and a quarter. I had just came off coming uh, the meet before doing seven foot. And so the only reason he beat me that day, I could have went 7-2, is my uh, starting point was on a drain. That's where it had measured to. And so uh, this guy, he was amazing. I'm not going to lie. He did long jump, triple jump, high jump, 100, 200, four by one, class A, though. Uh, me and him were supposed to go to Arkansas together. He ended up going, I ended up going to Indiana State. But that was my rivalry right there, class A and class double A. Terre Haute. Mm. Sycamores. Yes, sir. Yeah. That high jump, seven, two, seven foot, I mean... I'm, I'm not really six foot, but I know what seven foot kind of looked like. That's and, crazy. And then to jump off one foot backwards, <laughs> that that's that's that burst, that core, that's a lot of man. That's a lot of a lot of boom right there. It is, and you know, yourself being a state champion on my basketball team, I went to school with a former state champion high jumper as well, TJ Jumper. Yeah, was in my class, so. Being on his team, he didn't dunk the ball. Mm-hmm. Were you a dunker? Yes, I was. <laughs> you must be, because like you said, you're a two-foot jumper too, right? Yep, I can do one and two foot. Mm-hmm. That's where it get that's where it get weird as far as Well the two is the power and the two one. Is power. And the yeah. one is fin- the finesse. Yeah, yeah, but that yeah. that one, like if you think about it, LeBron <clears throat> is a one foot dunker. He jumps with so much power off that's, that left leg. And that's why he's so able to <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean he just you're able to stretch out and, and get high, but that two, like you look at, a, let's say, a Nate Robinson. Mm-hmm. He's not big at all, but he's coming down off two. Power. Power. Yeah. Iverson is a two-foot dunker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, little guys got to get that boost, Spud Webb. But, man, that one foot, but both, man, that's there's, there's something to be said. And, and track guys, even when they they don't have, you know what I'm saying, the, the stature, the height or whatever, the, the the workouts allow you to be the athlete that just to true. jump, yeah. get up. Was there any difference from your expectations of like the collegiate workouts, how you were preparing yourself anyway? Did you have to make any adjustments to that? I had to, I had to change my mindset mm-hmm. because in college it's like the workout might not end or we might challenge you to the point where we'll be like the workout is done now. You never know when the workout going in. When you got when you line up and you got 22 200s. And then those 200s you might be a 200 circuit. So after the circuit, you might have to do some planks. So when you get done with the planks, you might have to go in the weight room. So it's no it's no selling to it. You just never know. 
So you got to train your mindset to say that I'm all in. Like, we gone. Like, whatever. It's whatever. Like, we're going to grind for it. We all in here together. We're going to lock in, y'all. Let's go. Like, if it rain, or we we outside in the rain, y'all. Let's go. This is what like we going to do. Team. No, it's crazier. That's that football workout. I remember everybody on that same mentality. Uh-huh. My first workout, they said the coaches lined up at the track, two lap warm up on the track. We go through all these, these warm up drills. It takes us like 15, 20 minutes. They said, yeah, meet us at the park. The park two miles. Boom. Hey, yeah, jog to the park. We get to the park. Yeah, I got 24 hills with a circuit at the top. Now jog back two miles and get in this weight room. <laughs> that's crazy shape. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, see, that's the that's the ultimate shape. If you any other sport, you run to be in shape for it. Yeah. And this is why I didn't run track. Yeah. Because I didn't understand, and I did understand, but I understood it wasn't for me. Yeah. I'm not running <laughs> to too. be in shape to run <laughs> some <too>. more. <laughs> but be, being a, being a cross country coach, um, knowing what I know, learning what I learned, and then watching and observing other people and things, it's it, like like he said, it's it, it may not end. I coached a kid in middle school, and he was, the, you know, he was fast as I don't know what. Went to Springfield. He ended up getting a full ride to um, Oklahoma. But um, I talked to his mom later, like his freshman year. She said he's cooking the dudes on varsity. They tell him to dial it back. This is running. It's the mentality. Yep. You have to change your mindset to run. Yeah. To say I'm not. What 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 uh, Clem say? He said I just get out and do it. I'm like man, what? Yeah. I'm gone. Yeah. What? And and you have to know it, or you have to have done it before. Like there's there's points where you break, but then if you keep going, then the yeah. points ain't there no more. Yeah. So therefore, you create what what you get is what you create. You gotta create like a blackout mode in your mind, and so like when you go in that mode, people be looking at you like, oh, okay, I'm finna rock with you. Let's go. I know it. You gotta create that. Sometimes you gotta mentally check out to check in. That's, when you that's check it. when you when you check back in, you like, oh yeah, I, man, I ain't know I could run that fast. I ain't know I could do that. So now it become muscle memory to you. Oh, when we get in that weight room, we finna warm up at 225. Let's go. Uh, that's what you got to get to. Yeah. How many times you threw up? Never. Oh, yeah, you yeah, you solid. Yeah, never. <laughs> <laughs> never. Hey, them workouts, the workouts had you. <laughs> I thought about that when he said the 22. I know, that's why I was, the, the, the the was, I was no, like, that's what I'm going to let him finish. <laughs> My preparation, like even during the summer, it used to be a group of guys, my roommates, uh, Maurice Lyke and Jamal Hampton. I'd be like, you know what? We're going to get ahead for training season. We're going to jog two miles. We're going to run to the weight room from our house. We're going to go lift weights. We're going to run back. So when we get in conditioning season, we're going to already be ready. So the first day of practice, when they're like, yeah, I got 24, 200. All right, yeah, say, we gone. Yeah, we already been doing Let's go. What's up? Mm-hmm. Oh, y'all want some more? Oh, we going with it. Let's go. See, that's the difference right there. That's mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. that's the dog. That's that leadership. Mm-hmm. That's that's that what you can't teach as a coach. That's fun in the work. Yeah. That's loving the work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I'd be scared because I think coaching my oh, he this shit easy. Give me four, <laughs> give me four mountain hops or whatever. <laughs> give me something crazy. It's cool. All right. Around the world. Yeah. Run around the world and get back here. <laughs> He said mountain. Said, yeah, it's all cool. It's easy. And you know, coaching is a, a sensitive thing. You can either make or break an athlete. Yeah. Were true. there any coaches that were intricate in your development or mind state to get you to another level wherever you, you know, were coached by them? Yeah, I would say John Gartland. Uh, like me and him had like a communicative relationship. 
And so it didn't start off that way. He's a military guy. And so we butted heads at first. And then after a while, it was like, uh, you know, I see some things that I could do better. You see some things I could do better. Let's go to the video. Let's meet in the middle. You know, uh, like help me. It was like cooperative. And so like the mindset he gave me was major, you know, like uh, you are your problem because you get so much in your head. Just relax. So when I started relaxing, I went to higher heights, just, you know, having that mentor, having that coach, having that father figure like there with me in battle every week, every weekend. Uh, it made me go to the next level. Like my senior year before I got injured was probably my best year. Uh, I hopped out. I had the automatic qualifier, which was 2.24 meters, which is 7.4 and a quarter, I think. And the next meet, I went 7.3. And the next meet, I went 7.3 again. And the next meet, I went 7.5. And so... Uh, we knew, like, over time, this is what it would be because the preparation was different. And so uh, he always told me, he said, you know what your problem is? You're in your head and you got to be patient. And so it taught me patience over time. And so it taught me, like, next level on track and off the track as well. So the patience taught me a part of life off the track. So he was probably one of my greatest mentors, too, John Garland. He's still the coach of Indiana State right now. You said something interesting in there. You were saying, you know, being in your own mind, getting in your own head, being in your own way with that. Were there any techniques or mechanisms that you developed to switch out of that? For example, I'm a baseball guy, so whenever I had problems at the plate, I would, I, I had a, you know, a regimen to get myself back on track. So it started back with doing T work, just basically fundamentals, getting myself back on track. Were there things that you might have had to do? Yeah. Like what I would do is I would just practice all on approach, like just my approach, just the fundamentals, the techniques, because I knew I could jump. It was like, you know, I need to focus on these, like uh, holding my arm for a certain amount of time, holding my knee drive for a certain amount of time. I mean, focus on that so it could play out in the field when I get on the field unconsciously. How important are these little bitty pieces of your technique of your jump? How important is it to develop those individually and then bring those back together? It's very key because that's the main point of high jump. Like you can have all the hops in the world, but if you don't have that technique, if you don't focus on it and practice on it and learn it, you won't pan out. You will you will be at six two and you really like a seven five, seven eight jumper. Like you said, that drain was was there on a part of his approach to the to the uh changes the, the bar. You know what I'm saying? When that drains there, so it's a low point on the field when it rains, it drains off. But when it's over there by the the uh the cushion and the, the bar, it's a problem. It's a problem. Because when you uh when you're a high jumper, you you go to the bar and you measure yourself out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then you go back in. So your mark and your steps and where you count, if you need seven steps to get to where you need to go, you, that's yeah, how you You got to make sure it's seven steps. Got yeah. to. That's and and I, I recognize this on a middle school level. <laughs> yeah, so I know the higher it goes up, the more technical it yep, has to you be. Have to, like, you have to scoop back because naturally you're going to get faster. So when faster, your stride gets wider. So when it gets wider, it gets, uh, you might, your stride gets wider at the beginning towards the end, it gets shorter. So when it gets shorter at the end, it's boom, boom. So it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Mm -hmm. Like that, in that order. Do you do you have a count in your head or do you no, you, use the count You got to have head. that count in your head. You got to tell yourself. That's a part of your technique. Yep. It's the approach. You, you snap one of them 
bars before? Yeah. Yeah. I, I snapped one of those bars. Like, I still got the scar on my back. That shit. I was in Sterling, crazy. Sterling, Illinois. Like, they kept telling me, jumping seven foot, jumping seven foot. I knew I wasn't ready, but I still was jumping at it. Like, I kept falling on the bar, falling on the bar, falling on the bar. Snapped the bar. I was like, yeah, I'll never hit the bar again. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I said, no, it ain't going to happen no more. It split my back. I said, no, nah, never again. <laughs> he said, it split yeah. my back. That, you, I'm going to assume you're not afraid of heights. No, not at all. So then just getting up there. Do you remember the first time getting up? Yes, I do. That, <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I do. Because hold on. Seven foot <laughs> jumping, crazy. leading with the back of your head and back. I'm all st- that. I'm still trying to wrap. I, I still can't wrap my mind around like. Just no, that's a povo. That's you povo. Just, uh, you going up in the air? Oh, 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 Lord! Nah, that's see, that's too yeah. much. So they, they didn't they used to jump different. They should jump. They should jump and over, then land. Over, yeah. yeah, forward. That's wild. Were they jumping it lower was called, at this it was time? Called the Western roll. Is that a lower jump? No, they was jumping seven foot. I want to say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Will Chamberlain yeah, used to high jump. Yeah, he used to do the Western roll. I could believe that. He went seven foot. What was the ultimate athlete? He could bench, what, 500 or something like that? I don't I know. know. They didn't yeah, say Will, that. Yeah, For real. Was oh, no. Will was seven foot. So hold on. He's a seven footer. You think he can't bench that? Seven foot benching five something. He was benching something he wasn't supposed to. Knock down how many over 10 Gs? About, yeah. Oh, he, he, <sighs> hey, he was focused. At this point, Will was on that juice. <laughs> he was. <laughs> a lot of cocaine. My bad. He's, <laughs> on, that, he's on that honey. Yeah, That's what he is. Yeah, that extract. He had the honey Why packs. That yeah. sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Them honeycombs. The honey and henny combo. Did you have to like meet like weight every no. single? Never. 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 Just always in shape. It's always in shape. Yep. That's well, right. When you a runner, that, that kind of comes with it the It comes naturally, man. yeah. Yeah, and then if you could change your diet, you you don't want certain stuff because it's going to interfere with your workout. So we ain't even going to play that game. Feel sluggish, like all type of stuff. Stomach hurt, high blood pressure. So then doing all that, do you got to like not eat before a certain amount of hours before, or is it just like Like, it's good? I like I always ate the same thing. Like leading up, I always ate rice and chicken, rice and chicken, rice and chicken. That's the that's the thing. That rice and chicken is the that's combo. The combo. Yeah. That's the combo. Yeah. <laughs> that's the combo. That's it. Rice and that's chicken, the rice and chicken. Combo. Combo. <laughs> Everybody in shape. What you mean, rice and chicken? <laughs> that's all we eat. Rice we and chicken. We drink water. <laughs> Yeah. Everything else, why. everything else got sugar. Right? Yeah, everything, everything else, got else sugar. is poison. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't, you wouldn't wash your Bugatti with coffee, would you? <laughs> Damn, he said that. Spring. <laughs> Not even tap water. Spring water. I'm washing this one. You know. He said, so "Wash your Bugatti, Bugatti. with Folgers, <laughs> crystals." We don't do that. Before I move this along into present time, talk your shit. What did you? What records did you break? We talking about high school, college, oh, everywhere. See, that was a, you see. You see how he set that up. He said he was humble, but you see how he set that up. No, he said he, which he, which division? Which division? And it was <laughs> intentional because I want him to go everywhere. <laughs> um, 
He probably got oh, 2,000 ribbons at the house. I, 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 yeah, a lot of ribbons and a lot of medals. I was a, I was a two-time state champion. Uh, I went undefeated for two years straight in the high jump. Uh, I won in Illinois indoor prep top times twice. Uh, I was featured in uh, Track and Field Magazine as one of the top jumpers in the nation. I was second in the nation my junior year. I was fifth at the Nike Nationals my senior year of high school. In college, I was seven-time Missouri Valley Conference champion. I was an indoor All-American. I placed 10th. I placed actually ninth at the USA Championships. I'm the indoor record holder at Indiana State University with a jump of 2.26 meters, which is 7.5 even. Uh, Like I'm a Springfield Sports Hall of Fame inductee. (laughs) I am the vice president of the Peace Runner 773. I just completed uh, the Bank of America Half Marathon as their ambassador. We have 40 participants uh, compete in the 13.1, 25 being their first time. We had a 62-year-old two-time breast cancer survivor run her first half marathon. Uh, We shaking the scene. Yeah, uh, for the community, and so like uh, these days, it's not about me. It's about them. It's about the tools that I can get to you. It's about the tools I can get to the kids. The tools I can get to the community, and that's everything that I stand for. Hey, run that last one. You said you said what? What age? Sixty-two years old, two-time breast cancer survivor. Her name is Maddie Buckley. Two-time. Completed her first half a marathon. Shout out to you. And that brings us to the Peace Runners Seven Seven Three. So from Indiana State to the Peace Runners. How did you meet? How did this organization get formed? How did you hear about it? How did they contact you? Um, the person, the found, the president and founder is actually, it's my best friend, it's my brother. His name is Jackie Hoffman. And so we met in Kiwani, Illinois, working for Illinois Department of Juvenile Why? Justice. Uh, it's like my brother. Like we used to go to Chicago all the time, just have fun, kick and introduce me to the family. Uh, we became brothers. Essentially, we became family over time. Uh, we did community feeds here in Springfield with Clay's Popeye's Barbecue, which is my family. Um, a few community feeds here and there. Uh, my dad, we're both Omegas, and so just giving back to the community itself. Uh, 2020 COVID came around, and, like, I was out of shape. He called me. What's your uh, out of shape, if you don't mind me asking? Like, like, was you out of shape, or is it like, I'm just not at my best? I'm just not at my best. Not, I'm just not at my best. Not like, ask, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm just not at my best. He's so. out of shape, ain't our out of shape. He's out of shape for class. <laughs> <laughs> so, still get the four miles. He's out of shape for major. He called me. He lived in Atlanta at the time. So he called me. It's like, bro, I got an idea. And so I was like, man, what's up? Like, speak to me, talk to me. He's like, man, I've been running these races in Atlanta. Uh, I'm trying to knock my weight down. He's like, man, I've been walking with my mom to get her off this high blood pressure medicine. And he was like, man, you know, we'll talk when I come home. I was like, all right, cool. He came back. We talked. So he was like, you know, meet me at Garfield Park at 8 o'clock in the morning. Let's, Let's work out. I said, all right, cool. Let's work out. He put a Facebook post up. It was like 30 people showed up. And so now we running three miles. So I was like, damn. I was like, okay, all right, cool. So from there, you know, just chopping it up with my homeboy, uh, me, him, his wife, his homeboy, Ville, which is my brother now, you know, essentially over time. Uh, we were just so locked in. It was like, man, this feel good. And he was like, man, you know, I got an idea for this, this community over here, Garfield Park. So I was like, well, speak to me, talk to me. What you thinking? So he told me what he was thinking. He went off into the academy for Homeland Security. So during that time, I was like, bro, what's up? Like, man, we need to get locked in on this mission. I got people in Springfield. They ready. So he's like, man, when I come home, let's do it again. 
So we talked about it. We came up with the emblem. We was like, man, Peace Runner 773, Peace uh, Runners for Peace, uh, Runners 312. Then we was like, Peace Runner 773. So uh, my homeboy made the emblem. We went from there. We started working out in the backyard. The backyard went till we was working out at Westinghouse. Westinghouse went till we was at Garfield Park football field. Garfield Park football field went till we was working out at Douglas Park. Douglas Park to back to the uh, back to the Golden Dome in Garfield Park. Uh, we had another June team from around the following year. The Lieutenant Governor Juliana Stratton pulled up, said she seen the the flyer on the internet. From there, we just took off. Wow. So how? What was you thinking that first time when you you met at the park when you seen those thirty people meet up? Did you automatically you think like you know what we got something here, or you was just like okay this is the workout let's get it on? <laughs> no, we was afterwards. I, at first I was dying, and so afterwards I was like man we got some here. I was like man everybody like man we y'all gonna have another one? We y'all gonna have another one? All oh, this felt good. Mm. Everybody feel good. Energy. Yeah, the energy. Yeah, you you're speaking on energy. It was contagious. Yeah, speak to, to to how contagious that energy is and how important it is, especially when working out and achieving goals, that type of thing. That energy has to be contagious because I might not be feeling well that day, you know what I'm saying? Like, we do a mental health check-in every Saturday morning. Rate yourself, 1 through 10, how are you feeling? So if I'm feeling like a 5 at the morning, I know at the end I'm going to feel like a 10. So if you come and be like, man, I'm feeling like a 5, y'all, be like, all right, don't worry about it. We're going to get you to a 10. Good vibes, good energy. Yep, we're going to get you where you need to be. We're going to have fun. Uh, we're going to go through some adversity together on this run. Afterwards, we're going to eat together. So now yeah, we can fellowship because now we're bringing resources. You yeah. might do something that I might do something. We do, might do the same thing. Or you know somebody that needs a job, you might be the hiring department. So now that's a resource for me to get a job right there. So now we're bringing resources to the table for everybody. Mm-hmm. We so, met through, that, through the workout. Through the workout. We went through some adversity, some triumph together. So triumph and disaster bring you like this. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I'm, I'm glad you said that uh, That eat afterwards. I mean, just even if you went somewhere and had a, a smoothie, it's that, that breaking of the bread after you went through the... You were you a five. I need to get you to the ten. Yeah, he, man, he's exactly right. Yeah, because if you come into a situation and you ain't okay, and then someone else ain't okay, it's like ah. Uh, I mean, you, you don't go anywhere but lower than where you at. Mm-hmm. But when someone else is there, you might be like this happy go lucky bro got me <laughs> got me feeling good. I mean, you know, so smiling's contagious. It is. You know. It is. I might look at somebody with the frown, but my mentality is like, how you doing today? Yeah. It's yeah. just work. Yeah. It's just work, but I know at three o'clock this is over. Yeah. And so we love it. We have everything from youth engagement to a senior citizen walk crew who walks one mile. They're actually up five oh, days wow. a week. They walk one mile every morning on the track at Westinghouse. And see, that's important at that at that point of life, uh, mobility. Yeah. And, and like you said, uh, bro's walking with his mom to get the high blood pressure down. We're not going to the doctor for these pills. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's that's another thing that's wrong. Not don't say wrong, that we have a problem in our community. We're not uh we're not in in, in shape. Yeah. And like you said, uh mental shape, yeah. physical shape, all that goes together. Yeah. And like even Springfield, I'm here always twice a month. And like one thing that I want to do for the community here is like build each other up to where, you know, everybody, we might be doing something different, but if we can all come together. And have the same mission, which is for the east side, because the east side is lacking resources. And that square right Major. there, we have nothing. You know, uh, it's kind of like a self-genocide. We have liquor stores. We have clubs. Mm-hmm. We have, uh, 
this is gas stations. We have nothing. So the eating healthy. Food, they call them food deserts. Yeah. Definitely. Eat, exactly. So the eating healthy is me going to the chicken shop to get some chicken. I might not know. You know Lemon what I'm saying? Lemon pepper. Lemon pepper. And you got people that live in that square who don't have hope. Like 20.9% of people in Springfield live in poverty. If you go down 11th right now in front of the Salvation Army, you got people sitting. I was just down there today looking. I passed by three, four times just to see what they did that day. Today, they wasn't doing nothing. nothing. Nobody is out there helping them people because <laughs> nobody cares. Mm-hmm. You said a square. That's how I look at it, too. If you go down one street to another, the, the east side is a square. square. And yeah. you, you know what's really uh, crazy about it? It's it's consolidated. It, it, it don't overflow oh. here. It don't. It, it stays right where it needs to. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody tripping off none of that. There's so many people that don't cross MacArthur. Yeah, so many. Yeah. They, they, they don't have no reason to cross it's MacArthur. So, yeah. so, <laughs> I ain't got no reason to be over there. I mean, you even, you, excuse me, you even see the people who, if you say someone on South Grand as a sign, right? Mm-hmm. Now you'll see somebody way out there by Patillo's. That's mm-hmm. like, how'd you get out How there? How did you get out here? How'd you get out here? Yeah. Why you see people at Cole's? Laying up along the joint by by TJ Maxx. Yeah, how'd y'all get out here? <laughs> but the East Side and its problems are so self-contained. It's crazy. They don't spill over to where they don't they don't bother nobody, and and it's not bothersome enough to make a difference or a change in it. Yeah, and then like the only thing we got on the East Side is that family dollar. You can't tell me that family dollar not generating over a million dollars because that's where everybody yeah. go to for they their grocery yeah. for their grocery blocks. store and for everything in there. Like, come on now. We got a lot of community leaders here. Like, we all got to just got to get on the same page. We here. need to bring Shop and Save back. We definitely need Shop and Save. We got to bring Shop and Save. See, they do all this county market shit. That shit start fucking up shit. Well, this is the, this is, <laughs> this is different, but it, it kind of relates to this. I was I seen something earlier this week, and they were talking about food deserts and urban communities. And that one of the things that they were saying was that they will have a Dollar General, these mm-hmm. type of things. Mm-hmm. But they don't have real food in there. No. Nope. But what they do have in there is cans of dog food, mm-hmm. and they sell them because they know people will eat them. Damn. Mm. And if they looked, so dude did this. He had the dog food cans, and he looked on it, the ingredients, and it had salt and pepper. Damn. That's deep. That's deep. So they know that people in impoverished places will buy these and eat them. Even before you go there. So speaking of the nutritional value of things, how important that is for your mental wellness, your physical wellness. Mm -hmm. That mental part, could you imagine succumbing to eating a can of dog food? And thinking you're going to be okay and thanks, Drake. We probably probably do a little bit of that anyway. You can't win. Yeah, I mean, you you see kids going to the dollar store. You see them leaving, and they got Can. chips, drink. I mean, like food, food, yeah. quote unquote food. You know the the, the hot links, the pizza, whatever. <laughs> A juicy juice. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy, but they're going for nur- that's that's their nourishment. Yeah, yeah. And, and like you said, it's, it, when, when there's a food desert, it's because there's no. And and that's fresh all. food, produce, things like that available. Yeah. And that's all we know. Like, and that's why I say like college was like an outlet for me because we went to etiquette classes. We they had they taught us how to eat. 
uh, taught us, you know, meditation, how to carry yourself. Uh, athletics taught us how to get our hands dirty. Like it's a it's a great teacher because athletics carry over to life itself. Mm-hmm. Like it with adversity, with diversity, teamwork, uh, teamwork everything. It's everything that you'll go Leadership through. Leadership skills. Yeah. Yep. Goal, goal setting, time management, organization. I think time management is the most. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm trying hard to start waking up as early as possible. I still get up early about seven, but I want to get to five thirty. I would definitely like to get five. Why is that? Cause I have so much shit that I know I need to do in a day. Like I need as much time you need, as you possible. Need that, you need that, that's that block yeah. away from. Why yeah. I use that time, even if I ain't doing nothing, they sleep. Yeah, I'm, it's, it's just me. Yeah. When I'm up, then this yeah, it's that's some, my it's something time. Else. Is when they go to sleep, when that's they go to sleep, that's my time to mm-hmm. to do what I need to do. Even if sit down and turn my computer on, whatever it is. If it's even it's me quiet. just sitting and, and watching a documentary by myself, like it's I need quiet. to do it's something. Clear. You can think. Yep. Yeah. When the world is sleep, I'm up at four thirty every morning. See, I'm trying to get to five thirty. Yep. Then I can maybe get to four thirty. I'm trying to get to five thirty. I'm I'm already seven set because I got I got three children. So that's already, they already my alarm clock already. Mm-hmm. They already up and at it. So I know I got to be up by seven. You got you to get two on them. My mind don't yeah. sleep past, you know, eight, seven or eight, really. So so are you doing early morning workouts or what, what does your morning consist of? My morning consists of me going to work, traveling. I travel an hour from Chicago to St. Charles, Illinois, okay. hour and 10. Yep. Oh yeah, you get your meditation already. You get that, yeah. You get that here early. Sometimes I don't even listen to music in the morning. It's just all me in my head. Yeah. And then I look tripping. up, I be like, mm-hmm. damn, I'm getting off the highway. Oh damn. Yeah. I've already constructed my day in my head. Yeah. It's already planned out. Yeah, I be thinking I be tripping when I be driving. I just it don't just driving silence. You be like, damn. I just roll the window down. I be like, yeah, that's a de- and it's decent. You never notice. I ain't even play no music yeah, this time. Yeah, yeah. Like, Cause I don't want to hear it. But sometimes. like you said, I'm I, I done constructed my day in my head. Let's. You're on your way to the game. I'm already there. You you ready to play once you get out? Yeah, yeah. So ready. so for your workouts, are you meeting with uh, the Peace Runners? How how often do they meet? We been in the Out West Run Program, which we meet on Monday, Tuesday, uh, Thursday for cooking classes, and then long run Friday. And then if you want a recovery, come on Saturday for the community workout. And so uh, we've been locked in, like super locked in. And so it's just gradually picked up, picked up, picked up with the mileage on Fridays. Long run Fridays, it's a hit. You go from running three to running 10 to 12. Now you're in the race. Yeah. Yep. Just step by step, like itching up. How long is them days normally, at least for you, like starting time to end it? Like my just my normal day? Yeah, for at least, at least for... Uh, What'd you say? What'd you say? When y'all meet Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Thursday. Friday? Yeah. Thursday, Friday, Saturday? Like, uh, Mondays is yoga. I want to say that was from 5.30 to 6.30. Mm-hmm. Tuesdays, track Tuesdays from 7 to 8.30. Yeah. Then Thursdays, good food, good medicine. You'll meet from 7 to probably 8.30. And then Friday, it just depends on the mileage you're running. Sometime it may take like two or three hours to mm-hmm. run. Yeah. So it just depends. So, but you already up though. At, yeah, at we're, we're already up. Yeah, we already prepared. <laughs> I'm already up. And though. the energy is contagious. You'll be surprised at five thirty. You're like, man, this group of people live. Yeah, yeah. I went to lit. Chicago last summer, and we was uh we was up we was up north. So I was by the water. I made sure I got up every morning and ran down the beach, then back. And it's you know it's, it's certain people are doing the same things mm-hmm. at certain times. 
Mm-hmm. You know, if you go out one o'clock at night, then Somebody people basically doing them. the same thing. Yeah. So if I'm up six o'clock in the morning running on the beach along Lake Michigan, somebody, somebody on bikes, somebody on skates, somebody walking. Yep. You're running to a store owner. That's how you, know, you this, don't run into a motherfucker that got some money. It's, it's, it's different energy. It's different energy. They run energy. got their podcast. They run. <laughs> that's, that's a great point, too, though, because it is different energy. It is. Yeah. I mean, like, when, when it's when it's winter time, some folks don't come outside. And yeah. we outside in a way. I mean, it's, it's some cats, man, when the weather lets you, we out running outside. Yeah, because I ain't met nobody thugging at 5 or 6 in the morning, so it's probably a good time to be outside. I mean, you know. But I don't know. They do. It's, it's, it's weird. It's like, Boy, yeah. it's flipped. It's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they awake when you sleep and about to wake up. <laughs> but then when you at work, they sleep. Yeah. <laughs> it's wild. Hey, they, they just switched the roles on it. Vampire. <laughs> they got different hours. You got a, you got a, um, you have a favorite meal that's like a real cheap meal, not the chicken and chicken and rice. You got a, <laughs> the cheap meal or a favorite, favorite meal. meal? Both. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not answering that. Both. Come on, I want look, you want to know both. But it, yeah. it depends on the chicken and rice, though, because no, I, I it could be Panda Express. Rice. Or it could be like Ooh, calm see, walk see, or something like that. Up. You no, know I can't what I'm saying? You you are you are you you a runner. That panda is that panda. It's addictive. It's I hate very it addictive. Though. It's addictive. I love I like, it. I like the right the chicken. Is eh? he said something about some jerk tacos earlier? Yeah, jerk tacos. Okay, see it. now we talking. Yeah, see that's what. See now we talking. Yeah. A little yeah. jer- a little jerk meal. You ever had? You ever had? <laughs> you, ever, you ever had a uh, jerk catfish? Yeah, I have. That's a hit. See, I told you. I never. I never even heard of that. You said that jerk catfish is a hit. I had that, uh, put that jerk, jerk and go. Everything. No freaky shit. I went to jerk and go. It was wonderful. And then get to eat the plantain on the side. Listen, I gotta shake your hand on that hey, one. Hey, uh, it's a hit. Hey, see, he know. He <laughs> know something. Mm-hmm. That a, a jerk lamb chop. I'm gonna try that next time I, I go. I bet out that's there. fire. That, that is fire. fire. I'm gonna try that next time I go. That's facts. That, that, and that, that's that's your favorite. Yeah, that's my man. And even cheap. Uh, no, nah, what's a, the, what's a cheat meal? Do you eat candy? Something? I don't eat candy. Let's see. I used Hall to. of Famer. Get away. I, I used to eat Get candy. Right. I had to cut it out. If you don't want it, you ain't gonna eat it. Yeah. Like I mean, I don't have to have it, and when I eat it, I don't have to have it. If you because I know if I eat it, I'm a overdose on it. Me too. Like, <laughs> I know if I eat Lamar it, Odom. If I <laughs> if I eat a cookie. <laughs> It's over. I'm gonna eat like yeah. the whole pack. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's you know, my I, problem. I just ain't gonna tip myself. Me too. That's, that's why I eat candy. Yeah. 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 That's, that's what it's designed to do, though. If I eat one pack of Skittles, it's over. Yeah. What they say on the can of the Pringles, you can't just eat one. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's fast because you eat one Pringles, oh, I need the whole slab. Yeah. And I'll be feeling so disgusted by myself, too. You're supposed to. Like, I'm wilding the fuck out. Right? I'm wild. I start looking at the back, how many calories. And I'll be wild. I'll be like, this is not the move. And they did, they, you know, they did you wrong because they know you can eat this whole bag, mm-hmm. but that's not the calories for the whole bag. <laughs> yeah. That's a serving that's got like, that's not, nine, that's not the calories. It's servings. 36 in here. That's a bullshit. 1200. It's 36 in this one. You talking about for 12 count? No, what about the? I just ate enough sugar for all week. <laughs> you ate the whole bag. That's why. So you you were talking about Wednesdays is what now? Uh, Thursdays, good food, eat some medicine. Okay, so what would that day hold? That day will hold people getting taught how to 
cook healthy, like healthy foods, like cook healthy snacks, uh, how to grocery shop for healthy food. What's the healthy snack? That's what I need. I'm a snack guy. What's like the they had snack? some beets that tasted like steak. See, come Wait on, Wait a man. minute. I'm not lying. I don't even know how to feel That's about sorcery. it. That's sorcery. I'm not lying. See, that's what I'm saying. I had some beets like growing up. Some, yeah, how does that some work? porterhouse I, yeah. beets. <laughs> medium. Was, was they pickled? medium? No, they, was, was, they, they was, was raw. They was raw. Okay. Trust me, they was. They seasoned that thing down? Hey, listen. See, I need Because that's, that's a bitter vegetable, a beet. Hey, man, change the life. Man, you got you got another one? Another little meal? Another one you just think of snack? He wants a snack. I'm trying to I'm trying to get healthy snacks down. I, I can't I, listen. I'm trying. Apple chips. They don't hit the same though. No, just, they don't. Just, no, they, they don't. don't. Just eat. This is like just, eat just eat some fruit. Just eat some fruit. Okay, I could do fruits all day. Fruit. I could do grapes and shit. Like all recently, I just eat some fruit. Just eat an apple or something. A good apple. You know what? I'm a no green chips, one. No chips for a whole month. That's what I'm feeling. Oh, yeah. No GMO. Yeah. Chips are chips are get you. It's the, it's the little stuff that you can reach in and grab and then move yeah, and then come back to. Easy move. access. But this is what I do. It's I the move. crack of food. It's like, it go is. ahead. This it is what I do. A granola <laughs> bar, too. I'll keep moving. I, I'll get granola yeah, bars, granola bar. but I'll get like uh, craisins or uh, yogurt covered raisins, things like that. Peanuts, I make my own trail mix. Yeah. I love trail, trail mix. So when, when I go to the room, I put it all in a little bag, I'll sit there and be snacking, waiting for dinner. Cause I know I'll go in there and grab some cookies or grab some chips, so I go grab those little bitty trail mix. But am I fucking mix. up by getting the trail mix with the M and M's in it? No, cause I put plain in there myself. No, cause you gotta have that little sugar in you there. You do, you oh, do. Right, if if you got peanuts, you got cranberries, you got yogurt covered with the mm-hmm. little M and M's ain't gonna hurt you. Not right. half the bag of M and M's is one thing. It's so a little party know. there. Yeah, sprinkle okay, it in. Yeah. Spr- yeah. Sprinkle a little something yeah, on. Trail, now, I love trail. now you can't eat. A, a four pound bag of that joint. No, don't eat a four. No, pound. I don't even buy no four pound. I don't even know where to get. Don't mix it pound. down to four pounds. <laughs> <and then, laughs> you know, the stomach gonna be hurt. Hey, 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 just raising bread. Two, two, two fingers on the bags. Two fingers on the bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. Do that about twice. <laughs> I will say that though, but like, that's one of the most important things is what you're eating and yeah. the preparation and like you were saying going to the grocery store and actually picking these things out of the store that's a learning process to a lot of people and that's part of the toughest part yeah you know working out is tough for some but easy for others Mm -hmm. but then what do you do after that yeah what do you do with yourself between eight o'clock at night and you go to bed (laughs) yeah because if you open that bag of chips it's it's on yeah it's all wet you gotta you gotta you got to fast. You got to let that body recover. See, I'm glad I stopped smoking because that's where that's where I was really. In That'll trouble. do it too. Yeah, that, have, I was have really you in trouble because I smoke. Ooh. Well, yeah, that, it, it, it already it already has that property to it. So yeah. then, you, you you know you're you're battling yourself yeah. just <laughs> if you're not giving in anyway. <laughs> you know. Oh boy, I used to be at the crib tripping off the snacks. But yeah. that 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 speaks to major's accomplishments, though. Like sure, that, for sure. Nutrition, his discipline, you know, his regimen and training, his 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 sleep, so he's getting recovery. To to like you said, when you show up the next day, he's lit. Yeah, he's ready lit. to go. He's yeah. ready to go to work. Off a little pre workout too. I'm lit. 
You had did you have a partner that was like he was on the same energy? You yeah, was on every like time? all my partners were the same way. Like we just feed off each other energy. Like we push each other in that weight room, push each other on the run. Even now, the same way. Like we just push each other. Yeah. Like, that energy is contagious. Like we play music. Like we get live. You we gotta have music. we act like we in college right now. Yeah. Like high school. Like it's a team environment, family environment. I'm telling you, like if each and every one of y'all came to Peace Runners, y'all would love it. Y'all be like, oh yeah. We need this, like, in Springfield. Like, For the sure. vibes are contagious. Everybody who pull up every weekend, like, oh, yeah, I love this. Yeah. We got live music. Everybody live. Like, it's just a family environment. How's, how's uh, leg day? How's leg day? Yeah, y'all, 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 y'all out there wilding? <laughs> nah, we ain't wilding. It's decent. Right. We, we, we ain't gonna break you down Like if individually If you wanna get into a workout <laughs> You want to smoke then You know that's different then But for the, com- for the community We, you know, we yeah, dial it down smoke. Ain't yeah, trying to scare down. nobody away yeah, Once you keep coming back Yeah That better happen dog yeah. I'm, I'm listening to what he's saying And it's like Okay A mile Three miles Ten mm. Mm. He said Three hours What? Yeah. Sit down, you might as well race. Sign up. You might as well sign up too. And that's li- that's literally how it goes. Just how you explain it. That's how it goes. Like, you know what? Just sign up for the race with us. Like, come on, we got you. We all in it together. Let's go. Yeah, yeah you might yeah, you it's might the community. Well at that point. I mean and, and, and you would. Yeah, because by, your, yeah. by yourself you the answers it. by yourself the answer is no when you got nobody to answer to. And ain't, and ain't nobody trying to say, come on, let's go. Let's let let's, us. Let, yeah. let's, let's go. That, there's difference. Like, I could, I could imagine it because me and Cuz ran uh, a 5K last year. And I couldn't imagine, like, having multiplied the camaraderie. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just us two. But if it was 10, of us, if it was the podcast, if yeah. it was felt like the neighborhood, you know what I mean, was running with Not us. That'd be banging. something different. Because yep. over time, like, you'll be surprised. Like, now... Like on long runs, it'll be me with my homie. We having a whole conversation about life on the run. You're like, yeah. oh, 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 yeah. Are we at nine minute miles? Let's slow it down. Hold on, slow it down a little yeah. bit. Yeah. That's just how it goes. Like yeah. over time. Yeah, we, we get a lot of conversation in. We we started working out, and then the uh, the date got moved, so we had a whole month to work out again. So basically, got better, got got time went down, got stronger, and it was just it was a learning experience. You know, then, um, and shout out, well, we doing it again this Saturday. That's what's up. Back to back on them. It's uh, Little Miracles 5K for the for the babies who might, uh, little babies who go to the NICU. Okay. You know, it's, it's a walk-run deal. Uh, this year, we're probably going to do a little bit of walking and running because we, uh, as a team, <laughs> coming off of an injury, you know, one of our star players. Yes, sir. But we're going yeah. to get it in and get it done. You and ready? You ready to see? Yeah, I ran a couple this See, he's been running. Week. Yeah. He, he, he ain't called me this year to run, though. Because, <laughs> 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 hey, well, he had an injury, so he's bringing himself back. Yeah. yeah. So sure. he, he's doing, you know, I don't want to speak for him, but I think I can at certain times. He's doing a lot of men- mental, you know, come back on his own, mm-hmm. you know. And he's, he alluded to some of it uh, when we were talking to Clem. But, yeah, uh, I'll speak on it real quick, and then we can get off of it. But uh, definitely, you know, I tore my... <clears throat> quad tendon from the kneecap full tear and mentally it might have been worse than physically you know what I mean um, imagine you know the lifestyle you live an active lifestyle completely shut down no working out no moving around no driving no sleeping no sleeping in your bed 
everything changed. So dealing with that change and all that, coming back, trying to rehab, rehabilitate that, get stronger. You know, it's winter time, so mm. no vitamin D. Yeah. No sun. Yeah. It's cold. No motivation. Yeah. Ain't nothing on TV ever. So it's <laughs> definitely nothing on TV now. That's why I used to call you like, you good? Yeah. And oh, you, right, but you know what? <laughs> that, that meant a lot, though. It really did. Because <laughs> it's funny. I turned, I kind of felt like the family dog, you know what I mean? At first, <laughs> you know, the injury happens and everybody's all concerned and then life has to continue, right? Yeah. So they're going to work and they're going to school and same things. Like when you come home, you got you got you to do. Yeah, I was FaceTiming them. I had a big old family bag of hot chips. I had you, you good, my boy? <laughs> you good? I'm just checking in on Man. you. I don't want nothing. I'm just making sure you good. I can speak to us that like I tore, I tore my adductor. What's that? Which is um, <laughs> I ain't never heard that that's, before. That's the inside right here, like which uh it connects your abs, like with your lower abdomen. Oh How did you do that? I tore high jumping. Like I had uh pulled it like five centimeters away from the bone. And so like when I couldn't walk. Like I couldn't walk. Like when I laid down at night I was paralyzed. Like uh, my uh teammates had to come get me out the bed to even get up. And then like for a long time, like I couldn't even run. Like I had to walk. I had to do breathing exercises just to build back up my abs. Mm. So when I finally could build my abs up, so then I started walking fast, so then I could run again. So finally I could jump again. Like I went from dunking to I couldn't even lay the ball up. And they was like, damn, what's wrong with you? Like we on the track, my homeboy, he knew I was faster than him. He tearing me up on the curves. I'm like, man, just keep running in front of me. Just keep running yeah. in front of me. Yeah. But over time, like just step by step, just gradually I pick back up, pick back up, pick back up. That was like most memorable about my college career because I came back off an injury and I still won my seventh conference title. Jeez. And then I still uh, ended up going to the East Preliminary uh, Nationals or whatever. And so that was a huge accomplishment for me because I went through an eight-week program and I was in there twice a day because I knew I had to get back. It was money for me. I know they were sick. And that was, that was going to be my next question to you. Like with setbacks and injuries, sometimes it's a, a way to – build yourself up going forward was that a t uh, example of like that? that was a turning point right there because i was about to graduate it's my senior year and so i got hurt like track was my everything so then i was like you know like uh i'm gonna take my time i'm gonna take my time back i was already qualified for the usa uh at this time it's olympic trials so i was already qualified i was already ranked top top in the in the world so like on that i had got I went from here to down here and I had to boost myself back up and I had to tell myself mentally, like, you still that person. Like, you still that person every day. Like, you got to remember that. They used to, I used to walk past practice. I used to see them in practice. I'd be like, hey, what up, y'all? They'd be like, when you coming back? I'm coming back soon, y'all. Hey, just know I'm coming back. I'm coming back with a vengeance. When I finally made it back to the track, my first meet, all my teammates, uh, we was at Indiana University in Bloomington, Indiana. The high jumpers started running. We went from the outdoor to the indoor. This is my first meet. I came back, I jumped 6'11", and I think 6'11 in the quarter. And so at that point, when nobody leading in the conference, so 6'11 was leading the conference, I came back. It was on my last attempt at conference at Wichita State University. The guy who I had been beating for all of his years there was ranked number one. So it was seven foot, I think it was 215, seven foot and a half. So I came through on my last attempt, made it. The coach said, the coach from Wichita State looked at me and said, God damn, Major Clay. <laughs> and I got on that podium and I did like this, seven, 
Cause this, because this, because yes. I, I, I had to let yes. them know, like the MVC, this my shit, like period, hmm. and that's what it was. My coach was like, "That's what I'm talking about." Yes. That gritty, uh, I had yeah, to get gritty yeah. to come back, and they didn't even know. Like during that point, I was still hurt. But I jumped seven, I jumped two fifteen, and I was still hurt. Wow. So forgive me for my ignorance. In my mind, you know, there's professional sports, so. You know, if you're playing basketball, you can think of the NBA next. When I think of track and field, I think of the Olympics. Mm-hmm. What professional avenues are there for runners and track and field athletes? For runners these days, uh, there's a lot of trap club, clubs. Like Oregon Track Club is like one of the big ones. Nike, uh, Mizuno, uh, Saucony. And so like, and then you can you can compete on your own, which is unattached. And unattached, you'll actually have more because when you place in the big meets, you actually get paid money. Like the money at the time, during the time that I was coming through 20, 2009 to 2012, it was different. There wasn't that much money. Now there is, like the platform is totally different. So any athlete that's pursuing track and field now, you can actually get paid money. The overseas circuit is real big, which is the circuit that I wanted to get through. So when you get to overseas, like you can make money because like say if you're in the high jump that platform would be only that event for high jump say you're in the 100 you might only run a, a straightaway overseas for the 100 and get paid that's why you see like a lot of uh, a lot of athletes like Allison Felix and them they'd be like where you was at they'd be like I was overseas yeah. they were overseas getting paid big money and you gotta represent for Nike so they represent Nike in a USA overseas that makes sense so then you basically can be you said you make more money like being independent, basically. Yeah, just more like money being independent, and like in college, like in college, <laughs> when you go unattached, you can choose whether or not you want to be NCAA or do you want to be unattached. When you go unattached, which means that you have to get you have to get uh, you have to get a manager because then you start making your money, and so you could forfeit your NCAA eligibility to be unattached. So with- I stayed with my NCAA eligibility because I needed that degree. Mm-hmm. My next question would have been. with the NIL um, money that students can receive, athletes can receive now, would that have changed any of the things that you were doing in college? That would oh, that definitely would have changed the game. Like even then they were talking about we needed to get paid because coaches were getting paid for our place at the meet or Mm. our place in the nation. So that's why they knew at the time, like NCAA makes all this revenue, like they give it to y'all in stipends, like it's seen that when you go on these trips, hey, this is the money that you need for this trip. This is the money you need for this trip. Uh, we'll pay for your house in this trip. You need new shoes, we'll pay for this. So it was always there. So when the NIL deals came, I was like, man, they've been supposed to be paying the college yeah. athletes because mm-hmm. you're tearing up your body. You're tearing up your body. College is like professional for track and field or anybody else. You're tearing up your body. Say for like basketball, which basketball, you know, if you tear your ACL the next season, another guy going to come in. Now you took a loss right there. You might be back at home. So now you got an NIL deal. You, you Recovery. Recovery is everything. Now you can represent that NIL deal on a different platform. Now you can talk about your injury and how you rehabilitated from your injury on a different platform. Yeah. Damn, they need, they, they need to back pay some people. Yeah, they do. They need to back pay some people. <laughs> well, They've they been making mad well, money. They, they, yes, like, like he said, though, it's it's been there. The money's been there, and I'm pretty sure everybody could see it. So where does it go? So that was always on the table, you know, of paying the athletes. But 
you know NCAA didn't want to do that. Mm-mm. But there's certain industries where they're you're, you're they're going to start. They were they were going to keep continuing losing their athletes to professional. And that's why so many colleges was getting college coaches was getting fired because they knew that's why they was paying their athletes under the table. Mm-hmm. Like, hey man, take some of this money. We got so much money right here. Say, oh, he got a Benz. Yeah. Say how? <laughs> you got a Say. Hummer. <laughs> <laughs> on campus. Uh-huh. Got a condo on the week. <laughs> so you don't even stay on campus no more. <laughs> got a crib. Oh, snap. If you wasn't doing, uh, if you if you didn't do track at all, do you do you have any idea what you possibly could have been doing if track was never a thing? I would be doing the same thing I'm doing now. No. Uh, community organizer. I would be helping my people get through these doors, uh, educating us, because we as a culture, like, we don't know where stuff is. Like, say, you know, uh, you have a health issue. Mm-hmm. Like, the first thing you're going to go, the first thing you're going to do is go to, like, an old school remedy uh, it, instead of seek the professional help. Mm-hmm. So, like, we got to have adequate health care. Uh, we got to know where stuff is because you'll tell me where something is, but I might not know how to get to it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just getting through that door, like you going through the door, me going through the door, which kicks the door in for our whole community. We got to help each other. We got to be on one accord because we are a culture that's lost. Yeah. Or we get caught, like we was talking about, we get caught up in like uh, social media with like skipping steps to get to like, you know, here instead of like itching towards it, like step by step. Everybody want to be the man. Everybody want to yeah. fake like they got money. Everybody want to fake like they got this yeah. instead of actually work towards it. And then like in our culture, we'll teach you how to hustle, but we're not going to teach you how to get the money the right way. Mm-hmm. You know, we get people, we get people in our culture that get to the top and then turn their back on people that's, you know, at the, at a lower standard. Like we turn our back on our people and forget where we came from and not teach them where they need to go. Yeah. So I would so, be doing yeah, cause, that. Because uh, I know for sure, um, because I was sitting back thinking about it, like, I think, well, not a think. I know social media is probably creating the biggest, uh, how would I say this? They're making a lot of people be become depressed. Yeah. Because these people think they have to reach these standards. So people really sit back and, and even, even, for instance, a rapper, I think they get it the worst. Because you're trying to make this image, and then you know once you get off this app, you got to really you, sit you back see, like... Yeah. I'm not really that person. Ain't <laughs> yeah, what, what, what I really kind of, ain't that. What kind of this too? You know, in addition to rap, you know, in the fitness industry, you yeah. have that same type of thing. You have people that are fake healthy mm-hmm. <laughs> with a following chasing that, and yeah. it's not healthy for your body. They yeah. got their body done. Yeah. And now they're an influencer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, there, a there's a lot of there's a lot of people losing their lives to that. And yeah, there's a lot fair. of there's instances where you know they they travel out of country and you have issues with traveling out of country. Yeah, DC wife just had that problem. That's crazy. Yeah, she, and she was in Miami. Yeah, which is wild. Well, it, I, because I that's where like everybody a, go yeah. to Miami. I believe uh, uh, like a month prior to that. Uh, a guy and his girlfriend, maybe her brother and their friend, went to Mexico oh, yeah. to have yeah. this happen, and the cartel mm-hmm. interrupted all of that. Mm-hmm. And I think they lost their life over it. Yeah. But again, these 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 elective cosmetic upgrades 
can cost you your life. That's how Kanye's mom. That's so how Kanye's mm-hmm. mom. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy, too, because it's like people really um, are really fucked up about a number that's on the screen. Mm-hmm. Like, there's literally, like, I've even watched people do it where, like, they'll post their song and, or their post, no, not even song. They'll post a picture. It might get 12 likes in three hours. They'll, de- they'll delete take the it picture, down and re-upload repost it. it. Yep, that's fine. And it's like, like, yo, like, do you know how crazy that is? Like, to, to, that's to really rap, to, to really sit back like, damn, 12 people, like, yeah. Chasing likes. Yeah, 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 yeah. You you chasing reactions that are not doing anything. They're not giving you a dollar. It's not even boosting your ego because you got 12. And you hurt behind it because you looked at, you looked at, Young Miami who getting a hundred million likes, but it's like, bro, she's <laughs> she she messes with Diddy, bro. You're not gonna be her. That's not the standard. You're not a one percent. You can put a fake number up yeah. for someone to compete with. Yeah, like, like like you said, these people are they're living more life on social media than they live in real life. That's yeah. facts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So what I do on social media, <clears throat> excuse me. Ain't no different than what I do in real life. Yeah. There ain't no toning it down. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't even I don't even talk crazy on there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't really talk crazy in real life, but I will. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Sure. I mean, it, it's it's there. Yeah. But the the social, what is that? I, I mean, you know, and, and like you said, you putting a number up, you talk about the the you you familiar with Marvel's experiment? Mm-hmm. You're ringing the bell on the dog's saliva. So you you reposting something, you you getting a you getting an internal. Uh, was it endorphins? Is that what it is? Your endorphins are yeah. definitely that's 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 the biggest drug. That's the yeah. biggest drug in the world right now. Yeah. That that chemical in your brain that that when you feel good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can't smoke to feel that way. You it, can't. It, 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 no, and that that like is there for that reason. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. the, the yeah, I got hundred likes on my post. Yeah. And it's crazy I'm that was something good. that simple like a like a like that would change like your a whole, like your whole mental. There's just, a, there's a whole mental play in it, on it, oh, right? Yeah, so for sure. so you're more apt to watch it because it has more likes, and you're more apt to like it because it has more likes. But yeah. if it had twelve likes and it still was good, you probably wouldn't like it. Yeah, or click on it. Right. Yeah, black eye. But then that's it. <laughs> but then that's it. A lot about you. That means you insecure. Cause yeah. I throw something up, get twelve likes. I, yeah. Yeah, I was that. Yeah. Hey, and hey, I, and I'm, I'm, gonna like, I'm gonna like it myself. Yeah. Thirteen. Well, I, I feel hey, like hey, maybe someone bring fourteen. You know, mm-hmm. you 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 definitely probably want validation for something that oh, you're yeah. showing if you produced it or you done something. But yeah. at the same time, I believe social media is just for you to be sharing that with people that. You enjoy being around or want to influence or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm not necessarily needing anything back from it. Yeah, because I don't have 12 friends. Because if they don't like it, they see me. <laughs> I don't have 12 yeah. people in my Yeah, you first. see me. You see what I'm doing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I, I, and it's, uh, it's, it's, it's like something that uh, I used to tell artists that used to come to my studio all the time. And uh, I'm, like, I'm like, look at this. I'm like, let's say every time you post a video, you get 200 views. But what if one of those views is an A&R or a label exec. How do you know if you don't know who is, who's watching? You might take that shit down because you like got 200 views. It might have been a motherfucker that was like, I want to sign you. It was one of them views. And you done took it down because you saw in your mind that you didn't get 10,000 views in an hour. It's like, bro, you might have blocked your blessing. It might have been a motherfucker that kept watching and said, yeah, you know what? I can, I can change this life. I see the yeah, potential. You was like, oh, gone. nah. Use it as a tool. Yeah. Put information out there. Yeah, you know, it, it has a 
Go ahead. No, you're good. It has a, uh, there's a use. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You, you could use it like like for you. I saw what you was doing Sunday because of your Facebook. All right. You know? And, and that's that's sharing information. Mm-hmm. And, and that's that's like he said, uh, with people that, you know, you want to maybe influence or, hey, I'm doing this. He's an influencer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I wasn't always, but I consider myself a runner now. I grew up playing basketball, baseball, football, like I said, track, none of that. I, I had to get, not a foot injury, but, you know, uh, plantar fasciitis, which which made me start to jog, walk, mm-hmm. to run, you know? So that that's a heavy influence. I'm, I'm listening to you do 10. I've never ran 10 miles, but maybe I'll run eight. Yeah, you can get there. Trust <laughs> You'll me. You'll get there. And, Trust and me. like you we'll saying, tools, you can use tools to help yourself get there. And like you were saying, sometimes you got to black out to get there. Mm-hmm. Do you use music? If you do, what's on that playlist? What you listening to? I listen to like R&B. Really? So I knew he was going to say that. I'm going to start off with like some Chris Breezy. I knew he was going to say From Chris Breezy, now I need some gangsters. And so now I'm going to listen to some Chief or something. Some mm-hmm. Chief Keef. Now mm-hmm. I need some Dirk in my system. Now I'm really, mm-hmm. I'm vibing. Now I'm really going. Now it's levels. warming up. Yeah. yeah. Because like when I run, running, you go through every emotion. Hmm. You might be sad, happy. Mad, just on them long runs, just that clarity, that mental clarity. You go through every emotion. I'm gonna think out. about something in life, man. You know what? They got me fucked up. Yeah. They think I even about. Oh, that. they can't fuck with me. I know. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. yeah. They be like, damn, that was sad. That was fucked up. <laughs> damn. damn man. <laughs> man, if I need to make it back to the car, hold on, let me finish. Man, yeah. <laughs> man why they calling me? Stop calling me. I'm trying to run. What's up? Yep. Yeah, that's, that's how I, I know. I know you're a runner. Uh, what pair of shoes you got in your trunk? I have, um, I have some Under Armors in my car it's right now. Yeah, it's like Hoopers. They got them. Yeah, that's what I keep some in. Yeah. I, had, I had to keep them. Yeah, yeah. I had so it's about talk crazy. Said you yeah. ain't got. Said what? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna pop the trunk right now. Cause I'm, gonna on, I'm gonna get on the IDOT trail in the morning. What's go that? for uh, it's all the IDOT trail. It goes to uh, what does it go to? Rochester. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go to Rochester. So I'm gonna go to Rochester and back. I think it's a total of five miles. Okay. Yeah. So and that's I'm just gonna, your regular run. Uh, yeah. I'm getting ready. I'm getting, yeah. <laughs> Basically, like I'm getting ready for this marathon coming in October. So like my training this time is going to be very extensive because I'm trying to get back to like in tip top shape. And so with that being said, like I'm just all in. Like after this week, like it's going to get real serious. Like I'm going to start with long run Fridays. I'm going to actually uh, start my profile weightlifting program again. Shout out to my boy Jaron Davis in Baltimore. He actually wrote it for me. So like it's going to get real. Like I'm, uh, man, like this is personal this time around. Uh, this is very personal. Like it's for the community. Got to yeah. do it. For you sure. know, it's for my people in Chicago. It's for my people in Springfield. It's for, for sure. my mother, my father, grandmother, grandpa, everybody. So mm-hmm. it's for y'all too. Yeah. Y'all the community of Springfield. So sure. what day? What day in October? Uh, I want to say it's October 9th. October 9th. I think that's October 9th. Yeah. So and I'm an ambassador for Bank of America, so I have to run it. So okay. last year I didn't do what I wanted to do. So this year, like I'm prepping towards that. So my eating habits, drinking habits, all of that got to be on a different level. Mm. So, so are you are you eating at are you eating and drinking at a regular pace now? Are you watching calories? I ain't been watching nothing. I've been eating good. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I'm about to. I'm about to, though. 
You know how you go off the grid. I'm running, but I went off the grid a couple times. <laughs> he said, this Thanksgiving going to be right. Yeah, this one, this one, man, I'm, I was telling Juice earlier, like, I'm about to get back in, like, the shape I was in college. Like, this is personal this time around. And I know, like, I'm going to shred a lot of weight because it happened last year. It just happens naturally. And so mm-hmm. we got to do it. I got a community behind me in Chicago. We all going to do it together again. So we're going to get it cracking. That's dope. I know that's going to look crazy. But the people that you work with, you know, then they get behind you, supporting you. Yeah. And I mean, I know that's going to, that, that energy is going to reciprocate. It's got to feel like a nation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We got people right now like, yeah, I train for the marathon, but I ain't going to run it. But that's usually how it go. They say I'm not, God said the same thing. I train with you, but I'm not going to run. Looks like, like, man, I'm finna run it with you. Man. Yeah. 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 You don't put that work Oh, y'all in. got fresh yeah. gear too? Oh, yeah, we got with it. Yeah, because you didn't did all that shit. Like, what? what? <laughs> don't even make sense. Like you said, you're, you're there now, so yeah, you yeah, might as well sign up with us. I know what's real for me. We ran 16 miles. I oh. said, Good Lord. 16 miles. Then from there, we ran a 20-miler. We ran the whole shore of Chicago. We ran from up north all the way down south, back up. I said, man, what? I said, man, ain't no way, man, somebody running 26.2 miles nonstop. I said, bro, I can't even feel my legs no yeah. more. Is it like little pit stops in between or you stop, grab your little Gatorade and keep on running? Yeah, they have uh, Gatorade on the course. They have bananas on the course. They have uh, crackers on the course. They have everything to refill your body. Uh, Gatorade gel package to give you the fuel boost. And like you just go from there. Even at your, uh, your cheer section, people have water. So you throw it on yourself and just keep going. Then they got the med tents. It's, uh, the Chicago Marathon is a hidden gem because you actually see a celebration of Chicago as you're going through di- each different neighborhood in uh-huh. Chicago. Like one of my favorite neighborhoods was to, to go through was Pilsen. Pilsen in Chicago was having a party. They had beer, they had tequila shots, they had weed, gummies. <laughs> they was kicking. And they was, on the, they was on the corner kicking it, dancing and everything. I said, oh, I said, this is a hidden gem right yeah. here. You go through Chinatown. Chinatown was lit Chinatown too. Lit. Then when you come back around, you go through like the south side, a little bit of south side, which is Bronzeville area up 35th. Then you come back on a magnificent mile, which is Michigan. And from there, it's like you you in Hollywood, you just jogging, yeah. looking. I felt right there. I was like, oh yeah, I got a jog. You I seen city. somebody I knew I had to point them out. Hey, what up? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Absorbing the city's energy, man. Yeah. Yep. That's dope. Yeah, that is. So, I mean, if you do that 20 some miles of Springfield, you'll be in Chatham. Yeah, yeah. Me and Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Passed all that. Yeah, you <laughs> You'll be in Decatur. Yeah. <laughs> and then you can't walk for two days uh, after. How's the recovery of something like that? I told everybody, I said, man, I'm going to work. Cool. They was like, you ain't finna go to work. I said, man, after we get done tomorrow, I'm going to work. They was like, no, you're not. Man, I tried to get up out that bed at 4 o'clock in the morning. I told my lady, I said, oh, yeah, go ahead, call in for me, baby. Yeah. Tell my them, fingers got a cramp. I, I said, tell them people I'm not coming. She yeah. laughing. I said, I'm not getting out this bed for the day. I literally couldn't move. Cash, That's a lot of work. That's a lot of, a lot work, of work, y'all. <sighs> He, he's saying it, and I'm seeing it. A lot of people may not may not mentally see what he's like, saying, but it's it, a lot of work. It taught me a lot about myself mm-hmm. because it was like at a certain point in the race, I think it was meant to happen. My headphones went dead. So I understood what me versus me meant because I had to challenge myself to make it from mile 19 to mile 23, and it was a struggle. I was sliding my shoes like I had skates. 
Mm-hmm. But I had to make it because I knew on that other side there was somebody waiting on me and them people counting on me. The mm-hmm. community was counting on me. I had to finish. Yeah. Got it done. Yeah. That's dope. Now, was it you because you lost the music? with Like your, your playlist, your vibe? You say you uh, it was you versus you? It was me versus me. Was it because you lost the music? Yes. Because I know uh, it sucks. Like when we would be working out, like you forget your headphones. Or even when I go to the gym, you forget your headphones. You're like, shit. I was in the groove at first, but then as it started getting irritated, the music started irritating me because it wasn't hitting the same no more. It finally went out. So I was like, oh, it's me versus me now, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll run without. Yeah. I'll, I'll run with or without, you know. I don't have to have it. But, but you know, that, that'll, uh, like you say, there's nothing there. You, you really... Listening to, to your thoughts in your head. head. Yep, and listening you know? to the crowd. Listening to your breathing patterns. It's just therapeutic. Like you said, mm-hmm. you're going to encounter all of the emotions inside of you. You're going to have to work through yourself, through your your. Yeah, my mind. people came up from Springfield, too. I said, they waiting on me. Come on. We mm-hmm. got to go. Come on. Dig oh, deep. Yeah. Dig deep, Maze. Dig deep. Come on, baby. Uh, Man, it's, 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 it's crazy what, what the mind can do and what you could put the body through mentally. Yeah. So with that, where are you when you receive the information that you're being inducted to the Springfield Hall of Fame for sports? I was at home in the bed. So my dad called me. So when he called me, he was emotional. And so I was like, man, what's going on? What's going on? What's up? <laughs> he was like, he said, you're not going to believe this. I was like, man, talk to me. He said, man, God is good. God is good. He said, man, I just talked to Jim Rupert. I said, what'd he say? Because he's going, he went into the IBCA Coaches Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. So we had previously talked about that. He's like, man, God is good. So I'm thinking like, man, what you got going on? What's up? Let me know. He amazed, man, I'm going into the Springfield Hall of Fame. I said, man, that's what's up. Congrats. <laughs> he said, but you ain't going to believe this. He said, not only am I going in the Hall of Fame, he said, I'm going in with you. And he was crying. Yeah. So he made me tear up. I Absolutely. said, I cried too, man. I said, man, I said, that's a blessing. He said, man, let me call you back. <laughs> he said, Jim Rupert, wait till you call him right now. So I was like, I'm going to call him. So I called him. So I called Jim Rupert. He's like, congratulations, Major Clay. Uh, you definitely deserve it. You and your dad, y'all going into the Springfield Sports Hall of Fame together in the same class. Uh, from there, I called O'Darian Jordan. I said, bro, I said, you're not going to believe this. I said, bro, I'm going to Springfield Sports Hall of Fame. He said, yeah. I said, I'm going in with my dad in February. I said, man, I need you to shoot this video for us. I said, because this is a, a memory forever. We got to it. How was it working with O'Darian? I was love. Like, me and him have been working together since way back in 07, 08, when he picked up a camera. And so, like, as family, he's been locked in ever since. Photography, cinematography, uh, he caught it all on camera. It was a great ceremony, like, something that I will never forget. Uh, Like, they waited to the end to have me and my dad come on stage individually to speak. They actually had him speak before I spoke. And so basically like what he said, I was saying in a different way in the light of the sun, basically saying like I seen like my family members and my father being a figure. And like I picked up on being that figure. It was something that, you know, like I wanted to do. And so like just having the admiration to do like some of those certain things is, you know, it was like over time, like I didn't realize like we the same person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah. 
We the same person. And so just to meet him at the end of the road, like I tell everybody, but in, at the end of his coaching career and at the end of my athletic career, like it was amazing. And it was Black History Month and it was a father and son going into something together. you like, we solidified our legacy in Springfield forever. Yeah. Like we going into the Lincoln Library. And so uh, it was big for me because I'm having a son this year and like he would be born in August. And so that'll be my legacy right there. And so mm -hmm. he, he will have everything he will see. Congrats, congrats. Definitely Thank congratulations you. on everything. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. You know, it was a very emotional time for you both, but how important was it going in the Hall of Fame with your dad? Like one of the, that that's that's something that's so special that you you don't see very often on anything. Uh, Here? For sure. Black. For That's sure, black. Yeah, for sure. I was talking to Cuz earlier. I I believe the only other, there might be two others, but for <clears> sure, <throat> I believe the Schofields are in there. Mm -hmm. But that's that's hard to accomplish, man. Did Barry? You, you Barry. have to have a certain drive on both levels. But like you said, to meet at the end of the road, like there's no way you could have set this up. No way. There's, there's no way you could have been like, okay, well, you start doing your thing in high school, and then we'll, there's no you way. Can't even talk that into it. And then, like, nah, I you, you can't. Do you can't, you can't then, even think. You can't even fathom that. And like you I told him, I said, that. I said it was meant because you graduated high school in '87. I graduated high school in 2007. You went to Iowa State. I went to Indiana State. Two different sports. I said it was meant to happen over time. Well, I'll put it like this: we can't imagine or fathom that. But the, but but that was already written. Yep, it was already written. That was already written, man. Before you even drew your first breath, <laughs> that was written for real. And then like people, they it's ask crazy. me, they ask me like, how does it feel? I be like, man, I'm just taking it all in. I still know that there's more work to be done. Mm -hmm. That's how like, you got there, though. Yeah. You you you. There'll come a time when you sit back and get to look at it once the dust settles. But that ain't it for you right now. That's the answer to this question I'm going to ask you, but I want a different one. How do you stay so humble? You're you're well spoken. You you know you're community based oriented. You know you're helping that out. You're about to bring you know you have a son. How do you stay so humble? It's just my family. It's just uh, the will that they put in me. Like keep your head down and work hard. Just always more. Just always room for growth. Uh, like I even got to, I just want to strengthen myself. I want to educate myself. I know there's further education. There's further knowledge that I need to seek. I know there's people that out here that I need to save. I know uh, just my community itself as a whole, like we need each other, our culture, we need each other. You know, who gonna be out here? You know, a lot of people point fingers, but they don't want to be the direct change. So I know I gotta be the voice. I gotta be the change for these people. I know that I have to get it done. Like my homework is never done. My cup will never be full. Like at the end of the day, I still got to pass off that knowledge to somebody else in the community, whether it's my son, whether it's the people that I work with, I still got to pass the knowledge off. Whether it's you, it's my brother, we still we still got to be out here. We got to be on the front line every day, period. For sure. You said something important right there. You said your community and your son. You can instill it in your son and not care about the community but this is the community your son's growing up in. Exactly. You know, so I think it's really important that you care about the community that your child is growing up in as well as your child. You know, a lot of people, you know, don't. But uh, with your position in uh, life, your career, I mean, that's that's how you, you have to think to be successful or even care at what you do. 
Is this gonna be your first uh first? Yeah, it's gonna be my first child. It's gonna be dope. It's gonna be my grandparents. I mean, my parents is gonna be their first grandson. So everybody's yeah. excited. That's good to say. Yeah. Yeah, you gonna be outside running with them. Yep. He'll be he'll be a peace runner. He gonna be he's gonna be MJ MJ. I hope so. Oh yeah, for sure. That's what's up. I was about to say, is he gonna be Mike Michael Jordan? I hope it can be Michael. I hope it can be Michael Jordan. So what's up next for the peace runners? The peace runners up next is we got a Juneteenth run next week. Our Juneteenth Wellness 5K. Uh, we're actually we're gonna go into marathon training. So it's gonna be up from there. Like every Saturday we have a community workout. Uh, we just had Global Run Day yesterday at Lululemon Lincoln Park. Uh, shout out to everybody who came out for that. We had probably 65 to 70 people show up for that. Uh, so we just working, networking, and staying humble and staying hungry because we know we got to get better. We uh, producing leaders. Uh, I'm one of the run leads. I'm one of the running coaches. I'm the vice president. Uh, so we just want to pass that knowledge to everybody. We want to pass that knowledge to the community. We want to pass like our resources to the community of Garfield Park. If you don't know, Garfield Park has the lowest life expectancy in the state of Illinois. Once uh-huh. we figured that out, uh, we went from there on a mission. And so we're hungry. We are hungry. We have a great leader who's leading us, and we trust. And we entrust in each other, and we holding each other hands with blindfolds on, hey. and we we working. Hey. And is there somewhere we can get the merch? Yes, sir. Like, pull up. Pull up to the room. I got you. <laughs> pull up to the room. We got so you. we got healthy no, snacks. I, 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 You're going to have to run for it. No, I'll, I'll, I'll run a mile. If everybody give me any sizes, I'll definitely get y'all some shirts. Bet. For sure. Bet. But how can somebody get in touch or stay up on the information of the Peace Runners so they can maybe join? Uh, follow our page at peace underscore runner seven seven three or go on our website www.peacerunner773.com. We update our Instagram daily, <laughs> like five times, twenty times a day. It seems like uh, just tap in with us. Like you'll never be left out on a message. We have a newsletter that goes out in the emails if you tap in on the contact on our website. So the information is there. Is there anything you want to leave the listeners with? Just want to leave the listeners with stay humble. Let's work. Let's eat. Juneteenth coming up. Uh, let's get, let's join the community. We got work to do, y'all. We got work to do. I appreciate y'all for having me on today. Like, it was great. Great vibes. Great everything. Man, much success, yes, Major. Um, continue doing what you do. I hope the Peace Runners have so many people join that y'all are just running like a nation, like I said. Um it's a beautiful thing to see, and I'm glad that you you came up <clears throat> to the show so we can experience some of that energy and sure. we can pass it on to our listeners. Um, again, the message, your your life journey, everything, man, it's a beautiful thing to witness. Uh, I'm a older athlete that knew of your name and your family. I've been watching you guys from afar, and it's. I'm proud to be an alumni from the same school that you guys come from and keep doing what you're doing. Again, the Hall of Fame with you and your father, that is something that is so special that I want everybody to really tap in on that and understand the significance of what that is and the almost impossible task especially in this town to complete that Mm -hmm. that is remarkable and this is intentional danger field
appreciate y'all.